everyone, welcome back to the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. This is a sportsethos.com presentation. You can follow us on Twitter at Ethos Pelicans, at Lyle Swithenbank, L-Y-L-E-S-W-I-T-H-E-N-B-A-N-K. If you've got time, go and give us a rate and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Audible and all the places you can get us. Uh, We appreciate all the support and it helps us grow. Uh, We're trying to put out as many shows as we can because it's playoff time and you guys deserve it. Uh, And also I get spoiled by getting to chat to some fantastic people. So keep an eye out for more guests coming. It's, um, It's a big week ahead. So plenty of time left for these Pelicans. Unfortunately... Did not get the chocolates uh, over in Arizona, uh, in Phoenix, at the Footprint Stadium. Mm. Leave some deep footprints on the way out, I'll tell you what, because uh, 112 to 97 was the final score in favour of the Suns. And honestly, it could have been worse. The Pelicans started slow and sloppy, uh, 32 to 20 in the first quarter. And Phoenix got on a roll. And what happened is Chris Paul decided to do his damage in the first quarter and get everyone else involved. We saw Cam Payne with his sidewards jump shot uh, getting going. We saw Mikhail Bridges in the second half get going. Cam Johnson had a couple of points. Jay Crowder hit a three and thought he was Steph Curry the way he was carrying on. Uh, Everyone was getting involved. They played uh, busy. Bismack Biombo uh, as the enforcer and set a com- combined total of zero screens on uh, Jose, even though we were threatened by the uh, comment- commentary team that that's what was going to happen. Didn't see any of it, so that was a bit... Uh, that was strange. It was a, the old sleight of hand. Now you see him, now you don't. Uh, he Houdini'd his way out of not setting screens, so who knows. Anyway... Um, we were sloppy. The first quarter is, is what cost us the game. Honestly, all the way through, uh, we, we played, particularly in the middle two quarters, we were neck and neck, even. We beat them in the third quarter, uh, only one point difference in the second quarter, but you let uh, you let a Phoenix team get their tail up in the beginning, and, and that's that was all she wrote. We, uh, we chipped away, chipped away, chipped away, but unfortunately were not able to really get past that I suppose that 12-point mark, I think we sat at about 12 points difference for most of the game uh, with it getting out to 18 at one point. Unfortunately, they got us, and we have to respond. Now our backs are against the wall. Fortunately, we've been in this situation before. Those two play-in games, win or go home. Well, we've got game six and game, hopefully game seven. We sound like a couple of play-in games to me. Sound like some do-or-die, win-or-go-home games. So, when our backs are against the wall, our guys come to play. Let's hope that they can channel that and and uh, respond. Because, honestly, there's a few key stats that we'll go into in a second um, that, will, that basically cost us the game. And more than the great... Well, I mean, the great defense from uh, Phoenix, you could see it in this one. They wanted to play hard. Uh, Monty Williams' comments to the ref about the free throw disparity. Uh, still a fair disparity because we still attack the basket a whole heap more than them. They're a jump shot uh, shooting team. But we saw that in the first quarter. The refs put their um, 
put their sunglasses on and uh, and looked away. They they couldn't uh, they couldn't see any fouls in our guys, whereas they were picking everything up. Whether it was a touch foul, whether it was a um, you know a sniff foul, I don't know what it was. Looking in the wrong direction foul, uh, we were we were getting pinged for everything, and that was obviously because that was the direction they were given. We saw before the game that Herb Jones's non foul or anything was upgraded to a flagrant one. Uh, unfortunately, Chris Paul somehow belting Herb Jones in the head is not a flagrant two, but anyway, that's just me being petty. It was a game of of runs, and we tried, but they held on, and it was their other guys that stepped up. We know that we've seen a big game from DeAndre Ayton, we've seen a couple of big games from Chris Paul, but this was the Mikhail Bridges game, finishing with uh, with 31 points, 26 I think in the, last, in the second half, and he was big time for him. The other guys beat us, and that's what they were talking about. The the the, the storylines throughout the week have been that the stars have been shining, but the other guys, uh, whoever's other guys step up, are the ones that really win the game. And in this one, it was it was Phoenix. We didn't take enough away. Their shots started falling. Three point uh, shooting was was back, and it makes them a very dangerous team. You can see why they won sixty four games. Some things I didn't like. Uh, just generally over the game, our intensity. I didn't think we played hard enough. I thought um, we we saw it. I watched a national broadcast um, by mistake, which I regret immensely. Uh, they um, luckily they show the inside tracks, which is where the coach speaks. And and Willie Green was talking to his team, saying that's that's not us out there. We've got to play with pace. We've got to play with fight. We've got to play hard. And and honestly, we came out lackadaisical. We didn't look like the team that we saw the week before the game before. We know it's been an arm wrestle and I know they'll make the adjustments, but that's still the same team that we um, had gone against in in the last four games. So, disappointing. Uh, but again, you got another chance. It's not off to Cancun. We get to stay here and, and fight and back in the Smoothie King Center. So, there's plenty, plenty else. One other thing that I didn't like was... Uh, Devin Booker being able to walk out into the middle of the court to contest some call. I thought, I, I don't understand. I don't know what the rule is on players who are uh, in civvy clothes, in um, civilian attire, street clothes. Uh, are they allowed on the court, particularly during, you know, a, a playoff game? I, I know that if I was sitting in the crowd... And I walked onto the court, I'd probably get 50 grand fine and get arrested and get banned for life. So I don't know. I, I, I didn't like that. I thought, um, I think they got away with a little bit too much. And I know it's been the, the refs have been the story of the whole playoffs. Uh, and I know I whinged about them last time. And I won't whinge about the refs in this one because I thought they were perfectly fine. Uh, besides, obviously, giving them a bit of a fair rub in the first quarter. But it evened out uh, in the second half because we shot a, a boat ton of... Um, of free throws. Again, 35 attempts on the night. So, that was just one thing that I thought was bizarre. And if anyone can tell me if that's allowed and, and why it was allowed, uh, I'd love to know because I just thought that was strange. And the NBA is just like, yeah, no dramas, Devin. Cool suit, but you got no tie on and you got baggy pants. But anyway, who knows? I'm not going to... Um, I'm not going to go at him any more than that because he's probably wearing the loose pants to... Um, so his hamstring doesn't get sore. But, um, all right. Let's go over to the team stats. 
well, quarter by quarter, actually. We uh, we sort of touched on it, but we'll go by that first. 20 points to 32. They jumped out to that lead, uh, led by Chris Paul. And some uncharacteristic turnovers. They really honed in on, um, on Brandon Ingram in this one. He had four in the first quarter, which he himself in the postgame said it wasn't acceptable. Needs to be better, and uh, no doubt he will be. He'll have to respond. Otherwise, it's win or go home at this point. And, uh, yeah, they got out and ran. They got the tails up. They played a couple of big bit. Big men together, being Aiton and McGee played together. Then Big Busy, um, as I know that is now his nickname, came off the bench. And they wanted to play tall. They also wanted to play with extra ball handlers. Because last time they said, well, we leaned on Chris Paul too much. so And by us throwing bodies at him, wearing him down, and we could see that with his second half performance, he disappeared. Uh, it, it really was... Uh, a great adjustment from Monty Williams. You get other ball handlers. Aaron Holiday came on, uh, and so did uh, Cam Payne. And, and you have these guys that can bring the ball up and create shots as well for others. And that worked really well. Our adjustment is going to be, how do we, once he gives up the ball, Chris Paul, how do we, one, stop him getting it back to create, or two, stop the other guys beating us or creating for others. And, you know, we fouled Cam Payne out. I don't know how we managed to sit in for three quarters of the game with five fouls, but uh, he managed it, and all credit to him, didn't foul out till two minutes left, but again, they were great adjustments for them. Uh, quarter number two, 26 to 27 in favor of Phoenix, and the lead grew uh, slightly, and we went in the half, I, f- I felt like we were a bit more up and about. We scored 26, and the ball started to move a bit more. Guys were hitting some shots, but it also felt like we were still just a bit, slow, a step slow, like, I don't know if the aeroplane got in late or something, but it really was a bizarre sort of first half, and you dig yourself a hole, of course, we always talk, when you get in a hole, it's better to do it in the first and second quarter, because you got time to dig out, and boy, oh boy, did they try to dig out in that third quarter, it it was like chalk and cheese, they came in and and played really well, moved the ball, and then they started. Then the other team started hitting threes. And as soon as those three balls hit, every time we got a bit of a run on, uh, we either didn't capitalize once we got a stop, or they would hit a three uh, in response to us hitting a two. And, it, and it, honestly, it was backbreaking. Uh, it, it looked tough out there for the guys. And I, um, yeah, I mean, I respect what they did. Uh, they they tried to play with pace and a bit more Pelicans esque. But uh, you know, Phoenix Phoenix were right with us for most of the game. In that, oh, most of the quarter, pardon me. Of course, they were there with most of the game. We were way ahead of us. Uh, in the fourth quarter, it finished 23-19 to 20, uh, to 19, uh, in favor of Phoenix. They closed the game out well. Uh, CJ McCollum started as the only uh, star, I suppose, in the um, to start the last quarter, which I thought was a bizarre sort of uh, rotational decision. I thought if, you, if you're going to start with one of them, start with two of them and have Jonas in, then you take maybe Jonas or CJ out for a couple of minutes and then bring Brandon Ingram in at his seven-minute mark or eight-minute mark when they usually bring him in. Now, what it meant is that they just went at CJ and he went ice cold. He he started the fourth quarter shooting zero of eight. And all power to him for continuing to shoot the ball. But he probably should have recognized that after the first two, three, four shots that, hang on, you've got other guys out there. They also need to have a shot. And with Jose battling... Honestly, he was he was our best player uh, by a long way, and we just never went to him. And he was coming up clutch. He was hitting threes. He was hitting free throws. He was stealing the ball. He got another eight-second call on Chris Paul. 
Actually got two, but the refs were like, nah, we can't let it happen too much because he'll get his um, he'll get his reputation tarnished. But um, it, it really was a disappointing loss because you, the, the storyline changes. Every time we, we uh, win a game, Pelicans are going to win it all. And I love the national media for that. They're my favorite days to watch national media is when the Pelicans um, win a game. Tomorrow, I know very well that we're going to be copping, oh, the Suns are back, all the other guys have stepped up, and oh my gosh, and Devin Booker said he's coming back. The miraculous recovery from a hamstring, and all credit to him if he does. I'd be very impressed, and I want to know who his um, doctor is, and they can help me get through all of my ailing hamstrings from gardening and sitting too long, uh, hopping out of the couch too quickly, because... uh, it's troublesome, particularly on the wrong side of 30. Now, we go to the box score. Actually, we go to the team stats. I've been jumping around a little bit. Let's go to the, the team stats. And this is what I really want to highlight. Uh, the team comparison stats, there was one that stuck out, and it was turnovers. We had 15. In the last game, I think we had six or seven. They had nine. And we know they're the best team to convert off turnovers. They turned our 15 turnovers into 23 points. You halve that, you're almost in the game. You convert a couple more free throws. When eight, uh, 28 of 35, 80%. You get that to 85% and you cut turnovers in half and you win the game. You know, situations like this where you have the opportunity to close a game. There was some missed free throws uh, down the stretch non-secured rebounds, giving offensive second chances to them. That late-game execution, well, I mean, whole-game execution is important, but you need to be able to finish games, and particularly in these big ones, when you let them, when they're letting you uh, have an opportunity to draw the game and, and or bring it close and cut into their lead, you've got to take it with both hands because the, these teams don't beat themselves. We saw it even in the game where, they, where we beat them, we only got them to like 10 turnovers. That's And that's max. You know, we got them to nine again tonight. And turned it into 12 points. So, points off turnovers is something that we need to take care of. The live ball turnovers are not good enough. The long shots early in the shot clock, I just don't think we need to do it. Particularly when you're down by 12, you don't want to hit a home run. You need to break the defense down. You need to go quick but you don't need to rush. You've got to get the ball up the court, but make the right decision. And, and we don't need to take these like, oh, I'm going to, and this CJ is notorious for it, goes between his legs four times and then tries to raise up and hit a shot. And it works and everyone claps, but sometimes it doesn't work. And Mikhail Bridges got four blocks doing it. So again, it's a, it's a tough situation. I understand that you're the star. You need to try to take over. But sometimes that's not the play. <laughs> and uh, moving the ball is sometimes a lot more effective than trying to take people one-on-one. And against this team, they want to play one-on-one because I've got great individual defenders in Mikhail Bridges. And uh, that's all, I think. But, you know, you've got a runner-up defensive player of the year in Mikhail Bridges. He had four blocks tonight. So... They're decisions that we need to make. I know they'll watch the film and adjust, and I'm not putting a boot into a team that, uh, you know, battled their behinds off and got themselves back uh, within a respectable margin. From, well, in that last quarter, it was back within seven, and 
They didn't. <laughs> it didn't feel like it was at seven points, but we couldn't get any closer than that. So, what else did we have? We had 14 assists. So you had more turnovers than assists. They had 28, we had 14. If that doesn't just solidify the point that I just said, that we don't move the ball, that we didn't move the ball, and that we had too much individual play, well, I don't know what, what else is going to... What else is going to uh, solidify it? Because 14 assists is not enough. We need double that. Pelicans committee, we know that. We, we play together, we win together. And there was an interview uh, that Jonas did with... Uh, Antonio Daniels before the game, and they, he said, you know, you, you pass to another player, everyone shares the points if they make the shot. You're going to get yours as a star. You're going to get your points. You're going to get your shots. But if you create for someone else and put them in a situation to be successful, we win together. Everyone shares the points because it goes up on that big total, and if somehow you miraculously have more at the end of the game, you actually win. Uh, it's... Uh, it's a, a sneaky little tip coming from yours truly. Um, box score, and then we'll go to a break. Brandon Ingram, 22 points, 5 rebounds, 5 assists, 1 steal, 7 of 19, 36%, 1 of 5. Had those 5 turnovers, minus 16 on the night, and he wasn't happy. Um, he got banged up. He's hurt both his, uh, his pinky finger and his ring finger, and that's on his shooting hand, which is not ideal. Got jammed in between a Mikhail Bridges... Uh, elbow and ball and turn into a steal. Uh, he said he's going to be right to go and no doubt he'll play through it because he's got no choice. Has to. Um, and he landed on his tailbone as well. He got, he got manhandled, honestly, and he probably could have shot a lot more free throws than the 11 attempts that he had, but, you know, alas, uh, not to be. Herb Jones, four points, seven rebounds, two steals, two blocks. Defensively, he was great. Offensively, struggled one of five uh, and the one shot that he did hit was a three-pointer, missed one of his free throws, and also had three turnovers. Wasn't his best game, still defended for the life of him, uh, did well against Chris Paul, but maybe offensively he disappeared a little bit, and that's okay. We'll have games like that. 40 minutes guarding one of the best point guards of all time uh, and rotating out onto everyone else. I mean, I'll, I'll give you a game off Herb. I'll, give you, I'll let you have this one. Uh, CJ McCollum, 21 points, 8 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks, and 7 of 22 shooting, 31%, 1 of 8 from 3, and there were some questionable ones down the stretch. 6 of 7 free throws, had 2 turnovers as well, and a minus 7. So, uh, not the best game, got 21 points, but it took him 22 shots to get there, and that efficiency, is, it was uh, it was it was blatant. I know he was unhappy with how he played, uh, and no doubt they'll look at the film and, and get him in some better spots, perhaps off the ball a little bit more, and and let him conserve some energy rather than having to bring the ball up. Uh, Jonas Valanciunas, seventeen and fourteen, three assists, one steal. Is much more aggressive in the second half. Should have started the fourth quarter with him, but uh, alas, we did not. And uh, otherwise, he was good. Seven of eleven, uh, had one turnover, but. That was one that was forced down his throat by Brandon and he, he missed time the catch uh, and missed his three-pointer. Jackson Hayes played 15 minutes, had eight points, three rebounds. Was a bit of a non-factor in this one. Played his starters minutes, uh, or like started with the starting group and then sat on the bench and, well, I mean, eight points in 15 minutes, not bad, but didn't really seem to impact the game. Perhaps that was just because he wasn't, uh, we weren't really uh, playing very well and uh, he was just a part of that as well. Jose, best on ground for us, 20 minutes, 12 points, one rebound, two steals, 
three of eight. Forced turnovers. He was unbelievable. He's stealing everything. He was up in Chris Paul, 94 feet. And, um, yeah, he plays his heart out. He hit a big three in front of their crowd and uh, told them to shush. And I love that from him. Uh, they, they boo him, but it's because they don't have him. And I did see a, a great tweet, and I apologize, but I've forgotten who posted it. But uh, they said, Jay Crowder is booed because of the way he carries on and whinges and flops. Whereas they boo Jose because he plays hard. And, I mean, that's a testament to him. They're booing him because they're sick of him hassling the point guard. And they didn't have big, they didn't put Big Busy out there to take him out. Um, but then we got Jay Crowder, who whinges, had four fouls and kicked Brandon Ingram at one point and Chris Paul kicked Jose. It was just like, what is happening? But it, uh, it, was, it was bizarre. But anyway, that's the difference. Play hard and people will cheer you. People will boo you. He's, Jose's happy to be the villain because he played his absolute heart out, and that's what he's done all year. So, uh, Nance, 19, point, uh, 19 minutes, 5 points, 4 rebounds. He was solid. Uh, missed a couple of rebounds, which usually he, he gobbles up, so I don't know what happened. I suppose it was just a moment. Trey Murphy, quiet in his 13 minutes, 2 points and 1 rebound in a block. Devontae Graham played 11, 2 and 2. Najee, 6 minutes, had 4 and 2. And that was all she wrote. Uh, 31 for Bridges, 22 and 11 for Chris Paul. 19 for Aiton and Payne with 12 off the bench with six fouls. Um, yeah, honestly, it wasn't a good game for us. We, we shot poorly. Uh, we, we were not impressive in terms of energy. We looked low buzz. And I don't know if we were out on the town or something, if there is stuff to do in Phoenix. I don't know. I've never been there. Uh, but, uh, yeah, we just came out a bit flat. They killed us from the three-point line, 10 to 5, and, uh, you know, 20% from three for us. That's... Just not going to cut it, I think, when you shoot when a team finds their range, and um, yeah, that was that was all she wrote. So we're going to go to a break. We'll come back to the three key takeaways and preview game six, which is on Thursday night uh, at the Smoothie King Center. Another red out game. So get ready for that. I think they're wearing the city jerseys as well, and we're pretty good in those. So touch wood, we can uh, we can get that sorted. But we'll talk about that after the break. Coming up. Stay tuned. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. So thank you to our sponsors, Manscaped.com. Use the code ETHOS20 at checkout. Get yourself 20% off and free shipping. They've got plenty over there in terms of grooming products. They've got the Lawn Mower 4.0, the Weed Whacker. Uh, they've got plenty of um, moisturizers and scents for whatever body part you want to put it on, deodorants and the like. Go and check it out at manscaped.com. And the Ethos 20 is the code for that cheeky discount. Uh, and also, go and check out mybookie.ag. If you need to go and do your betting, go and do it at mybookie.ag. Use the code Ethos when you sign up on the third page of the sign up. And. Um, you'll get a deposit match bonus. Uh, use it on your 
casino games, use it on your sports betting, whatever you want to do it on. Uh, gamble responsibly, of course, but uh, make sure you do it at mybookie.ag and protect your identity online. ExpressVPN.com forward slash hoopball is the website you need to visit. Uh, you'll get an extra three months on a 12-month subscription, 15 months for the price of 12. It's easy to use. One click and you're on. Protect your identity, your location. Use it on League Pass. Use it on Netflix, whatever other platforms you want to use it on. Uh, but um, stay safe online and use ExpressVPN.com and get those extra three months by using the forward slash Hoopball at the end of that website. And finally, ThriveFantasy.com, our daily fantasy partner over at Sports Ethos. Use code Ethos. That'll give you a 100% deposit match bonus and two or four free game tickets. You will not get that with any other code. So go and check that out. Uh, if you like your daily fantasy and you picked a few winners, I don't know who would be good today. Maybe Jonas with his 17 and 14. Probably Chris Paul with 22, 6 and 11. Uh, but go and check that out and... Um, yeah, let them know that Sports Ethos sent you. Now, back to regular show. So, welcome back to the Sports Ethos, New Orleans Pelicans podcast. Lyle Swithenbank here. Uh, disappointing defeat, 112-97 to at the Footprint Arena in Arizona in Phoenix. Uh, and we've got our three key takeaways. Number one, we didn't play like ourselves. We've seen this Pelicans team be flat out, flat track bullies, where we've come out and spanked teams, absolutely slapped them from pillar to post. We've seen it in this um, in this very series. We saw it in the game before, and we came out and played hard and played with intensity. In this one, it was lacking, and that was the difference. We came out flat. Phoenix took, a, uh, took uh, I suppose, advantage of that and from there they got their tails up they started hitting shots guys got in rhythm the other guys stepped up and we uh we fell short we need to play fast we need to play hard and we need to play with purpose and if you can get those three while moving the ball while playing within your offense and inside your defensive schemes you win the game this is the most important game that we've had people have been saying we've been Playing with house money. This is all a bonus. No, we earned this spot. And now we've won two. It's two, three. And we're back in the crib. Let's go and win it. Take it to game seven. Make them, make them be nervous that they've got to do or die against the ninth seed in the West. I don't know. Pressure's on them. It's not on us. Uh, we do whatever we want. And if we come out ahead, it'd be one of the best upsets that we've seen in a long time. So, why not? Play with purpose, play with force, and move that damn ball. I tell you what. Uh, number two, our other guys were solid, but we need more. Herb, Jacks when he's in, Jose even more, Larry Nance, Trey Murphy, Devontae Graham, Najee. When they come in, they they bring a burst of energy. But they need to play hard. And they're starters if they're in there. Herb Jones, we know he plays hard. But if he he needs to play within the offense as well. When we play we play well is when he scores in double figures. If we can get him going as well, it becomes another offensive threat. What we saw is that they were happy to double off the other guys on our team 
to make sure that Brandon Ingram didn't get comfortable. They let everyone else beat us. And unfortunately, our guys didn't do as well as they, theirs did. That was just the, the story of it. They did well off the bench, and their other guys stepped up. They got that third scorer in Mikael Bridges. Cam Johnson had eight, nine, and five. You know, Jay Crowder had nine points. Don't know how, but he did. Shamit had six points. And again, I don't know how he did, but he did. So these guys stepped up and they contributed. And that's what we need from our other guys. Third key takeaway. 14 assists to 15 turnovers. I, I don't, what more do I need to say? It's not enough. You've got to play within your offense. You've got to move the ball. You've got to make each other better. The Pelicans committee has to be back in this game. Everyone needs to contribute. Everyone needs to play out of their skin. And we need to trust each other. I talked about it in after the last game, after we won. Get those assist numbers up. They've been down this whole series. But when we have them up and we get the ball zinging around, that's when we play best. So they're my three key takeaways I think it's going to be a tough game. I mean, next game, as I said, is uh, on Thursday night. It was Friday morning for me, 7.30 a.m. actually, so not bad. It is what, so a 6.30 game in New Orleans. A bit earlier for people. They don't have to get home at midnight, which is nice during the week. It's do or die. It's first to four. It's 3-2. Your back's against the wall. We've been underdogs all year. We fought to get to this spot. No doubt Willie Green is just writing another um, fantastic motivational speech to get these guys ready. They know what this is about. They know what it means for the city. Get another win at home. Send it back over there and then beat them again. Seven games. This series has been such an arm wrestle that it deserves it. What we need to do, move the ball. Play fast. Play hard, play physical, play through the whistle. Don't go looking for fouls because they're not going to bail us out. But also protect your stars. Get them in position to be successful. Brandon Ingram can't have guys coming off him, uh, coming off his teammates to then double him. Move in the spacing, in the offense. There was times where we had four guys standing on uh, along the three-point line on the same side. And then they give it to Brandon Ingram, and they're like, oh, go to work. He's like, yeah, cool, I've got the whole team here. There's nine guys standing looking at him. So work together, communicate, defend hard. It starts at that end, cause turnovers, make them uncomfortable, chase them off the three-point line, and it'll come together because it has all year. And we know that when we're in an elimination game, you got to fight. The Pelicans got to fight. They got to keep their freaking heads up. And they got to freaking fight. Now I'm going to leave it at that. We've got more guests coming up. Pels in seven. Okay? It's going to happen. We've got to manifest it. How's that? How's that for a word to finish off? All right. As always, this is the Sports Ethos New Orleans Pelicans podcast. I am your host, Lyle Swithenbank. At Ethos Pelicans. At Lyle Swithenbank on Twitter. Big guest tomorrow. I'm not going to give it away, but we'll touch base then. Stay safe. Get your your uh, red shirts on. You got to freaking fight. Bye for now. <laughs>